What's up, guys? It's David Hess from the Rising Above podcast. Have you ever thought or dreamed about starting a podcast? Well, look no further. Anchor has all the tools necessary to record a podcast from your computer or phone. You heard that right. They make it so simple. When you host your podcast on Anchor, they will distribute your podcast on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Honestly, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place, which is why I host on Anchor. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today to get started. Rising Above is now sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something in your life keeping you from rising above and achieving your goals? Well, look no further. BetterHelp is there to assess your needs and to match you with your own professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's professional counseling done securely online. And you can start communicating as little as 48 hours from now. You can log into your account anytime to send your counselor a message. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't ever have to wait in an uncomfortable waiting room again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great counselor matches. And if it isn't right for you, then they can make it easy for you to switch. And the best part, it's free. BetterHelp also has a broad range of expertise with over 15,000 counselors and networks which may not be locally available in your area. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Plus, this service is available worldwide. So what are you waiting for? BetterHelp is offering a special offer for the Rising Above listeners. You will get 10% off your first month when you go to betterhelp.com slash risingabove. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash rising above. That's betterhelp.com slash rising above. Join the 1 million people taking charge of their mental health, and with the help of an experienced professional, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Thanks again to the BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to the Rising Above podcast. My name's David Hess, and today I have uh, Daniel Rom- Romai with me. He's the owner of Redemption Fitness here in Lansing, Michigan. Um, Daniel, if you don't mind telling me a little bit about yourself, you know, yeah. where you're born and raised and um, and uh, a little bit about your business. Yeah, for sure, man. First of all, thanks for having me on. I uh, appreciate you letting me just share a little bit about me, about us, about our business and whatnot. Um, so I'm actually from Lansing. I grew up in Holt. Um, I graduated from Holt in 2012. I'm like a little child, but I'm big. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, long story short, went to play football for a year in Ohio, moved home and decided, you know, I, I love this CrossFit thing and I opened a CrossFit gym. Um, and then, you know, we'll fast forward to now. Basically we are not an affiliate. We do uh, functional fitness. We're in a, a level method gym, which means nothing to most people because they have no idea what that is. Um, but it's basically like, um, like Taekwondo martial arts have belt systems, belt structures, right? You have to test out of certain areas. Um, so you can do more advanced movements. It's basically like that, but for functional fitness. Um, so anybody can walk in, we get them levels and they move safely when they come to class versus like, if you walk into normal CrossFit gyms, it's kind of like, um, Hey, we're going to try to give you the best workout that we can, but we might give you too heavy of a weight or, uh, tell you to run too far something like that. And, and we don't want to injure people. You know what I mean? So that's basically in a nutshell what we do. Um, but yeah, so it's called redemption fitness. We're like South Lansing Holt right by Kroger. 
Um, when did you decide to open open up Redemption? Um, so I opened up Redemption a little over three years ago. Um, I initially, like I said, opened up CrossFit Sanction like about nine years. It'll be nine years in October when I opened that. It was 19. Um, no idea. what. I, yeah, our first day of class was my mom's birthday. That's how I remember that. So <laughs> just like a week after mine. Um, so I had just turned 19, opened up that business. Super long story short, um, my wife and I got married and we decided that we wanted to um, move somewhere just to have an experience. But we were also getting recruited by a grid team. If you don't know what that is, it's no. basically like CrossFit, um, but team sport style instead of like individually. You can look it up. There's all kinds of crazy explanations online. I will absolutely butcher the explanation if I try <laughs> to right now. Um, but we got more or less recruited to a team in Philly. Um, so we're like, hey, let's go out there. I have some family out there anyway. So it just kind of worked. Um, so when I did that, I actually sold um, half of the business to my dad. And um, I don't want to like throw my dad under the bus. We have a great relationship now. And, and, and thank God, like that's worked out to be what it is. Like it's it's just been such a good story and like a good, like you can just see God through the whole thing, which is really cool. Um, but like there was just, we had some disagreements on the way things were going and uh, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, I, I, so I walked away um, from a business that I poured my like literal like time, money, blood, sweat, tears, all that into, I think, I believe I was like 24. Uh, three, 22, 23 at the time. Um, now when we were in Philly, some stuff happened when we came back, I was working there and that's when we decided, or I decided to step away. Um, but then February, uh, February 2nd of 2018, um, I opened up redemption and, um, it's been a wild ride. Um, there's been a lot of ups and downs, a lot of, you know, emotional, just like hard times, but a lot of really good, awesome things have come from that also. Um, so yeah, that's like a really fast version of how we got to here today. So is it just you and your wife that run redemption or do you have other trainers as well? Yeah, we have, I, I don't, I believe it's 10 other people on staff. Um, and if wow. I, if it's supposed to be 12 or 11 or whatever, like, sorry, but we have a couple of people that are like, so we have a, a, a membership director, basically a program director. She does all of our membership sales and make sure people are in the right spot. We have an accountability coach and he also like manages our inventory. Um, and then the rest of them are trainers um, that are, anywhere from like one class a week to we have one coach that works about 18 to 20 hours a week. Um, and that's pretty close to full time in the fitness industry, like especially like group fitness, personal training is a little different, but like group fitness, like it's physically exhausting. I say one hour on the floor is like two to three at a desk. Um, so that's why I said like 20 hours or so is, is the max that we'll let our coaches work. Um, but yeah, so we have anywhere between like 10 and 12 people, depending on how you want to look at it. So when you started out, um, was it just you and your wife and how, how many people did you have? How many people had memberships at your gym? Yeah. So we actually opened with zero members. Um, having no idea what was going to happen. Like I said, there was a little bit of a falling out with my dad's gym. Now I, I, n I never intended to pull members from my dad's gym and we actually didn't really at all. Um, but when we, my dad's gym was in Holt. Like, are you, how familiar are you with the area? I'm pretty familiar. It was like right behind incredible in Holt. Okay. Um, and so that's where that was located. And I, we opened up in snap fitness in Mason. Okay. Um, we actually rented out a little room and snap fitness and it was awesome. It was perfect for us. Like very small rent was super cheap. No, like no like utilities whatsoever. So it was great for us to get in. I had a um, business partner. His name's Rick. He lives in Brighton. He, uh, put, gave some money, not a lot, but enough for us to get like basic equipment to get started. And then, um, it was just, you know, off to the races from there. And so we opened up with zero members. Our first month we had, 
about 15 total people work out like 15 total workouts. So two wow. or three people that came a couple times in the first month. Um, but I was there every morning at 6am and my wife or I, I was working full time at budget tire at the time. Um, but either my wife or I was there at either, you know, it was five thirty, six thirty, whatever it was at night, um, for the first month. Um, then I hired a business coach and we went from like, I think at that, by the end of the month, we had two or three members. Um, we went from two or three to 150 in about three and a half months. Wow. Yeah. So crazy growth. Um, learned a lot. Also learned a lot of what not to do. <laughs> um, just, but it was incredible. Like the, 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 it was such a wild ride. I went from me and my wife to me and two other trainers that are still on staff with us today. Um, and it was just incredible, like just super crazy. Like never would have imagined that happened, but, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was awesome. It was a really cool experience and it still is. It's just different now, right? It's a different machine. It's a totally different animal now than it was three years ago. Right. Before it probably started off like a, like a grind, like you, every day you wake up, and you're just struggling to get the next the next customer the next yeah. uh, membership yeah i had no idea really what marketing i mean i knew what marketing was but i didn't really understand like how it worked um i didn't really understand like hey you can like test things on the internet and see like oh you put a dollar in you're gonna get three dollars out pretty much every time right. um so the hi the company that i hired actually like had ads that were tested and tried across multiple markets in the united states and canada and i was like hey you know what I'll pay you money to give me the ads and I'll run the ads in it. Yeah. So it ended up working out, but yeah, so it started off, like you said, like a grind where, you know, I was working, like I said, I was working full time at a tire shop. So go to the gym, usually around 5am I would work out and then coach at six. Um, and then go home for about 30 minutes. Not, not even really grab some food, say hi to my wife and my three month old daughter at the time. Um, and go to work until seven, seven thirty at night. We closed at seven, but we never got out until like eight, seven thirty, eight o'clock at the earliest. Um, and then, you know, right back at it the next day. So, um, it was crazy. It was wild, but, but I learned a lot and like really in that time too, like I was, uh, my wife and I got plugged into Riverview church around like in here. I don't know if you know, if you're familiar with Riverview, that, but that's in Holt, right? Yep. yep. So we went through like a church split. We were a part of that. Um, like uh, the church that I grew up in. And when we moved back from Philly, like that church just kind of fell apart. Um, unfortunate situation. But while, while I was going there, like when we started getting plugged into Riverview and really just started like learning like who God was and how he was working in our lives. And, um, that's really where the name came come from too. And like our logo, like all the colors, everything's intentional. Is that the logo? Yeah, this is the logo. So I don't know if, there, if there's a video version of this yeah, or not, but yeah. it's like, a, it's the tree of knowledge of good and evil basically. So if you look at it, cut down the middle, like this side's dead, this side's alive, right? And so like our resurrection through Christ or redemption through Christ, if you will, um, comes from his grace alone and that's it. And so like, you know, it's, we take people from being dead in their health and fitness to being alive and flourishing in their health and fitness. And there's a lot of parallels to, you know, faith and, and fitness, really, if you ask me, it's tons. So was helping other people with, um, their, their transformations, um, in health, is that, has that always been kind of a, you know, um, a passion of yours? Yeah, definitely. And it, and it still is, it's just different. It looks different now. Right. So initially, you know, when I was in high school, it started off as me writing workouts for me and my buddies. And we would go to the high school gym. I was fortunate to go to Holt, which had an amazing weight room. Um, not great coaches, but an amazing weight room. Um, <laughs> so like I was doing awesome, like doing good workouts, like for being 16, 17, like writing workouts for three or four people. Like we all got fairly strong. Um, but how, how did the coaches feel about that? Um, 
I, I wasn't very vocal with how I felt and how a lot of our teammates felt. Um, but like since then, like we've all, not all, but most of us like have connected in some capacity through Facebook or just running into each other. And like, it's just, it's wild how like you look back, like you, you, I had a really awesome coach when I was in college, an amazing strength coach that like fixed my form on everything. My football coach at Holt like was also the weightlifting coach and had no regard for technique <laughs> at all. Um, I mean, like we're power cleaning like 225, but like catching it in very unsafe ways. Like, I mean, now knowing what I know, like one of us caught the barbell the wrong way, like your spine is Snapped. done. Yeah. And so yeah. like, it just makes me want to throw up. So now I've got a couple of kids that come in and work with me from one from Mason and one from Holt. Um, and we just work on technique because, and I tell them like, when you go to your weight room, I like, do what your coach tells you to, but keep your weight super light, please. Cause like they, there's, it's you and 60 other kids and they're not paying attention. Like they're just doing what they can. And it's not, I don't think it's necessarily a fault of the coaches. Like it's, right. it's understaffed. Right? right. So yeah, I, that's where I like fell in love with fitness is seeing the, the transformation start taking place of my, me and my friends. And then, um, when I was in a senior in high school, so this was like spring of 2012, I started, I was already going to CrossFit at the time. I went and got my CrossFit level one and I started coaching at Spartan CrossFit in East Lansing. And so, um, Michael Horton, I, I mean, it was super fortunate of him to, um, pour into me. And that's like where I would say I got my first like genuine experience from a good coach outside of Dave Bazo, who coached me up through like, you know, little league or whatever, you, like for football, like whatever junior Rams, whatever you want to call it. Um, I would say Dave Bazo was the first coach that like poured into me, but then um, Michael Horton like just absolutely took me under his wing and like helped me and like trained me how to be a really good coach. And um, yeah, so that's where I learned a lot of like the CrossFit lingo and all that stuff. And I shadowed him. I like lived at the gym after, after school, I would go there instead of to my high school weight room is kind of when that shift happened. And that's really when I would say I fell in love with this style of training. Okay. And I started seeing like adults have their life transformed there. So like, you know, before, you're in high school, you see your friends like work out, get in shape. Oh, this dude all of a sudden gets really big because he hits puberty, right? And then now there's testosterone. So <laughs> all the work he's put in is coming out, right? And you're seeing this big transformation happen. But then you go to the gym and you see, or you go to, I go to the CrossFit gym and I see, you know, this 30 year old lady who is 250 pounds, uh, six months later down to under 200 and lost 50 pounds, like just doing amazing, being able to play with her kids again. And like, I was like, I want to do that. And I knew that before I went to college. I just went to college to play football, to be honest. So, <laughs> where uh, where did you go to college? University of Finley in Ohio. Okay. Um, and that was a really good experience. Learned is that, a, is that the learned flag city? There. Yeah, it's okay. the flag city. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> that's about all that's there. <laughs> that and a hothead burrito, which is my favorite <laughs> place to eat burritos at. So it's basically like Chipotle, but okay. <clears throat> um. So. CrossFit, your, your gym right now is not really a CrossFit gym, right? No, so we're not affiliated with CrossFit. Um, I love CrossFit. I think CrossFit does really good things for people. Um, however, we found Level Method um, and the Level Method style, uh, like I was telling you, similar to like martial arts type of gym where yeah. um, not in training style, but in methodology where you come in and, hey, beginners do this and you have to do this and demonstrate that you can do this before we go to the next level. And so our color structure is based off of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because the guy that founded the company, that's the structure he was familiar with. So like it starts at white and then goes yellow, orange, blue, 
purple, brown, black, red. And so like you just go straight across the board and we do 15 different tests or assessments, sorry, with, with people. So if you were to walk in uh, over five days, we would do 15 assessments with you. We'd figure out where you are. And then now when you come to class, you have a more customized workout versus just walking in and doing what's on the whiteboard, which is what you'll do at basically any other gym like ours in this area. So if you come in and sorry, I keep messing with my mic settings oh, it's okay. and it sounds weird does it sound weird to you <laughs> not really there's like a no. little like squeakiness in it okay that's fine. um so when you come in let's say you have like a history in, in working out or you you have a history in crossfit yeah do you test in every single person so you can essentially start off at like a, a blue belt yeah or, mm -hmm. yeah okay. so you but you there's the, the thing is you have to come in and each level has like we call them hard stops but basically like things you must demonstrate first so like a really good example and simple example for this is um I guess I'll give you two. There's like, so muscle ups where you're hanging from rings, like gymnastics movement, right? Yeah. You hang from the rings and you come to the top and you lock your arms all the way out at the top, right? You see it in the Olympics. It's like a very basic gymnastics movement for like male gymnastics, like gymnasts. On. Yeah. Holding on. So you start uh, hanging from the rings and then you end on the top. Um, but for CrossFit, that's like a high, the highest level gymnastics that you get to uh, for men or women, really. So from there, you can work your way backwards where like the highest level test is 30 of those as fast as you can. Like guys, you got to be under like four minutes, five. It's crazy. It's really fast. Like I can't do that. Um, I think there's only one person in our gym that might be able to get that. Um, wow. and you work all the way back to like weighted dips on the rings, like a percentage of your body weight. And then you go to strict dips on the rings and then you do like, like negative, like descents basically to show that you have the strength to come down. Okay. And then we don't press cause the press is where the tear typically happens. Mm -hmm. So if you can control it down five times, times 10 times okay now we can try the press out but we want to make sure you can control it down 10 times under a tempo before so you don't get hurt right um and then that just falls all the way back and that that assessment structure actually begins with a plank on your elbows on the floor so like we have somebody who walks in day one like maybe you come in you can crank out 30 muscle ups in three minutes awesome you're gonna be like red four um but you know sally comes in off the street 400 pounds one just wants to get in shape sweet we throw her on the ground she hits a 15 second plank hold on her elbows which i have not found anybody that cannot do that yet um and that's white or white one and so like you're both on we call it the map it's the method of athletic progression but you're both on the map um and now you both can come to class and do a ring workout because we know what your capabilities are but you you kind of share class with with other belts essentially yep. yeah so like we don't we've talked about doing like a um like a blue or above or purple or above or like an orange gymnastics class. But like we have like 115 members and like, that's honestly like that's, getting coordinating all of those schedules to get all the orange gymnastics people to come at the same time is just impossible. Um, so we just, yeah, well, you can walk in and be an overall red athlete and you're going to do the red workout and you walk in be overall white or orange or whatever. And you're gonna do that one. So, um, it makes it really easy for us as coaches, like, we don't have to worry about the scaling or any of that stuff. Like we just have to worry about making sure that you come in and you do the workout that you say. And now we just make sure that you move well and you don't get hurt. Cool. Yeah. That sounds real cool. Yeah. It's, it's it kind of gives you like a, a reward system. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. And like that, the most rewarding part about it is watching people come back through the, um, like through assessments again. So like the first time you go through the assessments, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's fun, but it's defeating. Like we find that it to be kind of defeating for people because no one ends as high as they think they will. Well, they're probably designed to be harder than what 
Yeah, no, should be, yeah right? you don't really understand how hard it is to do like a hundred push-ups and then go and do another 90 or whatever it is and that and then now you can do handstand push-ups like there's just so many steps in the way so there's that part of it but then there's also the part of it that w- most people think that they're in better shape than they are yeah is what we've found especially adding starting with level method is most people think like oh i could walk a mile or i could run you know 200 meters or a quarter mile 400 meters whatever it is mm-hmm. um but like we've found that a lot of people like come in and they're like we explain it to them like where do you think you're gonna end up i love asking people where do you think you're gonna be on on most of these things and mostly everybody says like orange or blue and most people fall like yellow orange like about a whole level lower than they 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 think because in my opinion like we just we all like i think i'm in better shape than i am and then i go to a competition and get my butt kicked (laughs) like i mean i went to texas and I mean, I came into the competition like in first place, which was not expected. Um, and then what, I just what kind of count? What kind it was of a cross, like a CrossFit competition. Okay. It was called the Fittest Experience in Austin, Texas. This oh, was wow. in like January. Yeah, it was super fun. Wow. We had a team go down, and then I went as an individual. Um, and so I came in in first place. Like the qualifying workouts were like completely in my wheelhouse. It was like max pull-ups, a one rep max deadlift. How many did you do? How many pull-ups? Fifty-seven or fifty-eight, something in a like row. that. Yeah, they're oh. butterfly pull-ups, though not strict. Um, okay, so you're kind of flailing. Oh uh, yeah, they're the oh. CrossFit kipping, like okay. rip your shoulder out of your body if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yes, yeah. So um, not quote unquote real pull-ups, but like they were definitely pull-ups and my arms felt like I did a lot of pull-ups. Sure. So, um, <laughs> but then it was a, a 10 minute row, no, a three K row. So a three kilometer row, okay. um, which like I'm tall and I'm strong, I'm powerful, I'm explosive. So like that was a really good workout for me. So anyway, I went in in first place and like ended up getting dust in a couple workouts, which like bumped me back. I finished in the top 10 still, but like wow. going into day one, I was like, oh man, I'm in first. Like, cause we, we did all these at our gym here mm-hmm. to qualify in as in a place. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm like better than I thought I was going to be. And then like, there was a couple workouts that like humbled me real quick. So, <laughs> but, but that's kind of my point though. Is like, I showed up, I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'll do better than I thought I will. And then you come in and you just get your world rocked by a couple, mm-hmm. one or two of the assessments inevitably is just going to make you realize that you're really not in great shape. And then usually there's two, it's usually the API and the rings. API is like a more traditional CrossFit, like fight gone bad. If you've ever heard of that workout, no. um, it's a 17 minute workout is three five minute intervals with a one minute rest in between it's, it's designed um initially by greg glassman the founder of crossfit to train a ufc fighter they have three five minute rounds with a okay. one minute rest in between um and so it's basically like he just made him do that workout over and over again um so that's a basically what this workout is it's just one movement is swapped doesn't really matter which one um so that one usually like crushes people's soul uh, and then usually rings like people underestimate how hard it is to like hold your body weight up on rings. Cause yeah, they're like, Oh, I can do it on a straight bar at the gym. Right. Like I, pretty yeah. much everybody can do that. But that bar doesn't move. Exactly. As soon as you yeah. jump up there on the rings, it starts shaking and everything falls apart and you're like, okay, well I guess I'm <laughs> going to stay there. That's where I'm at. And that's where people are like, we have people that have been stuck there for a year. Um, wow. they're usually the ones that don't really put in a whole lot of effort, like outside of the classes to work on it. Like we right. do stuff in class to get better at it, but like, that's one and like pull-ups and push-ups are like the three that like you got to put outside intentional effort towards and we and we share that with our members and we do like personal training to help them if they want um to level up because a lot of our members are like they're there to be fit and be healthy mm-hmm. but we introduced the level method and now they're like oh i want to like level up I want, I, i'm tired of seeing all these oranges like we <laughs> I hear that so much or oh, i'm finally out of the yellow like it, and it's celebrate like we celebrate it when they do but yeah it's really <laughs> it's really fun um seeing people like breakthrough like where they thought they were um or, or where they've been stuck like hitting right. new prs on deadlifts or pull-ups like 
because eventually, you know, when you when you come in to lose weight, eventually you stop losing weight. Right. Like if you're following a diet, eventually you're going to get to a point where your body weight really isn't going to go much lower. Yeah. So now when do you know when you make progress? Well, mm-hmm. now we can show them like, oh, you're getting stronger. You're getting faster, like all that kind of stuff. Um, have you had any success with people losing a significant, significant amount of weight? Yeah, we have, I believe trying to count in my head real quick. I think there's five people we have that have hit a hundred pounds or are either, either have hit or are very close. Um, there's a couple, I mean, there's a lot that are over 50. Um, I mean, just about anybody that comes in and if they start working out and they start eating healthy, they're going to see weight loss. And that's true for any gym. Like, I don't want to sit here and pretend that like I have this magic, like, right. You're I the don't. Man. Yeah. Like I it, eat good, move more. You're going to lose weight. Mm-hmm. We just provide an environment to come and do that in a way that's fun. Right. So yeah. But anyway, yes, we've had a ton of success with people losing weight. We've had some, a, a good amount of success with people gaining weight also um, and on purpose. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, yeah, we've had really good success in that avenue. That's cool. Um, so you also kind of do an online thing, right? Yeah. So you're, you're a mentor, like a coach, online coach. Yeah. So I have a handful of online clients that I work with. Um, and honestly, like, I like it because I like, I like it and I don't like it. So I enjoy it because, um, you're able, I'm at least for me, like I'm way more direct with people online because they're paying a lot more too. Um, so like, Hey, they're like, Oh, I'm struggling with this. Like, I'm like, okay, well like, let's figure out what's making you do that. And let's chip those things out of your life. Like you struggle with not eating pizza when you drink, like, okay, let's maybe not drink like, or drink less, like (laughs) where you can still make good decisions. Like, and it's crazy how, like, how easy but also difficult that is for people like people are like oh yeah i know that i need to not drink but then the next day they're, they're like oh, i drink again like and i know that's a little bit more in like your area of expertise like some of your stories like some of that recovery type stuff at least i was listening to a podcast on the way here with somebody from a few weeks ago where like that was his story it's just a recovery after recovery and it's just like man it's so hard and i i believe that food and sugar addiction are just as bad I was like Dude, drugs it's, and opioids, it's terrible. maybe worse, like <laughs> maybe harder to get off of, like, because the sugar dude, it, it triggers the same response as like cocaine, like yeah, for in sure. your brain. And so, yeah, it, it, but these I'll, people go ahead. I'll, I'll be the first to say that I, uh, I, I kind of, I, I'm starting to, I'm starting to think that I'm addicted to sugar. hundred percent. I bet you I, are. <laughs> I am. I'll I, tell you right now. I am. I'll eat something sweet. And I, I typically have a strict diet. Generally, I usually kind of do the carnivore type diet. Okay. Um, I eat healthy for the most part, even when I'm not on the carnivore diet. But if I start eating junk food, man, yeah, I it's can't, game over. I can't stop. If I have ice cream, right. I need ice cream the next night. Dude, ice cream is my weakness. And so <laughs> like too. we finished Murph today and I get ready to leave. And I, luckily I had a call scheduled for 12. It got canceled. I think that was like God working in my life right there. Cause like <laughs> I was literally like, we just did Murph and then we had a staff meeting and I'm sitting there. Like I could tell my blood sugars down. I'm like, kind of like getting like a little sleepy, like closing my eyes, leaning over like on the wall while we're having our staff meeting. <laughs> I get ready to go. I told my wife, I was like, I'm going to go get Dairy Dan's real quick, which is like an ice cream <laughs> shop in town. And, and, uh, I was like, do you want anything? She said, no, I, I need to make sure I'm like losing weight or whatever. I forget exactly what she said, but she's still work, working on losing a few pounds from the, ba- the last baby. Um, but like <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, I got to get ice cream. I was like, what am I? No, I don't need to get ice cream. <laughs> and I was running late for not late, but like going to be just on time for this 12 o'clock call. Um, so I ended up not going and then ended up eating something a little bit better at my house. But, um, then she threw like 
giant Lucky Charms mushrooms, or not mushrooms, marshmallows at me, and then I ate those. So <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So I lost the, that battle, but I did win the ice cream battle. But yes, dude, I understand. Like, I'll eat ice cream one day, and the next day I'm like, all right, let's go get ice cream again. Like, why not? Yeah. Or let's go get, eat some cereal from the, like. There's just whatever you can get your hands on, and yeah, it's it's crazy how powerful that addiction in your head is like it comes mm -hmm. right back like it does not skip a beat and nope. it pushes hard um and it, like sometimes you just got to go to bed like, yeah sometimes you gotta go to bed like 7 30 like, <laughs> honestly drink some water yeah yeah um what kind of diets do you follow or what kind of diets do you recommend do you do you recommend diets to people so i always recommend working with a coach um 100 okay. we have a meal plan that we give people when they join the gym but we tell them like, is it chicken and rice? I mean, there is chicken and rice on it. Like that's the easiest and cheapest way to yeah. go. In my opinion, maybe tuna might be cheaper, but like yeah. whatever, like it's still really cheap. Like you can get like a dollar ish a meal. Like that's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, like we do have some of that on there as vegetables. Like there's, it's basically meats, healthy carbs, healthy fats, and like veggies. Um, but I typically, so what I, I do with my clients is a low FODMAP diet for the first two weeks. Um, a low FODMAP, basically it helps to figure out what your body is sensitive to, uh, what might be like putting inflammation in your body. Like most people will lose anywhere from five to 15 pounds in the first two weeks. Is just. that kind of like a elimination diet? Basically. Yeah. But instead of eliminating one thing at a time, you eliminate everything okay. except for a certain list of foods. Okay. You stick strictly to that list for two weeks with no caffeine, no coffee, no alcohol. People hate me. Um, <laughs> but like none of those things that everybody wants to have right for two weeks but then they come back they they send me a picture and their before and after is crazy really absolutely crazy in just two weeks because it's it's 10 to 15 pounds but it's all this water weight it's mm -hmm. all this inflammation is down so like it looks like they lost 20 to 30 pounds in two or three weeks now we want to keep it going afterwards right and so then from there i work with them on macros so my my like diet that i follow is if it fits your macros so like i eat whatever i want to mm -hmm. uh, basically um, but I have certain caps that I eat per day, right? So I only eat 350 grams of carbs a day. I eat 235 grams of protein and 80 grams of fat. And I've been there for like four months. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to put on muscle in a clean way. Like right. I weigh about 220. I'd like to stay around there and then I'll cut for the CrossFit open to come down to like probably 210, 215 this year. I was like 206, but I was very lean. Um, for this last one. So I want to be a little bit heavier so I can move weight a little bit better. But um, that's just my preference is that if it fits your macros, but like I'll work with people with whatever they want. Like okay. if you came to me and you're like, I really hate eating carbs. Like it makes me feel bloated. Like first thing we would do is the elimination diet or the, the low FODMAP diet for the first two weeks. And then I would give you freedom to eat back or to start adding back in what you want and tracking everything. And then I look on your spreadsheet and then I kind of make the call like, oh, you're low carb anyway. Like, let's just, let's like trend towards keto. I hate keto mm -hmm. as is, like as like strict keto. Right. But it's got, it works. Like it, there, I mean, any diet's going to work if it reduces calories, right? right. So yeah. if that's what works for you is not eating rice, but eating, you know, a little bit more like peanut butter, almond butter, like cashews, nuts, stuff like that. If that's what you naturally gravitate towards, then I'm not going to sit here and tell you don't eat that eat this instead. Now we'll, we'll stick with what, what you're naturally doing first. And if that doesn't work, then we'll flip it. Um, but most of the time, what you naturally want is your body. Your body just has like 
this tendency to tell you what it needs. Like if you're hungry, like I get hungry for like protein shakes randomly. Mm -hmm. It's just my body. Like, dude, I need protein. Give me protein. Well, I noticed, Um, I noticed that too. And I think it has something to do with your microbiome. Yeah. Um, Like if you, for instance, if you're eating, you know, ice cream all the time or cookies, you're going to naturally crave that. Yeah. But if you're, you know, you have a clean, nice diet, you know, you're eating chicken, rice or protein shakes. Yeah. You're going to kind of crave those things too. Cause same thing here. Yeah, like anytime I, uh, like we're, like I told you before we started recording, I think it was at least um, we're going to a wedding this weekend. I'm probably gonna have a couple of drinks. Like it's just at a wedding, and I guarantee you, the next day I'm gonna wake up and like not want anything bad. Like I'm gonna wake up and want like a really healthy meal just to like replenish everything. Mm-hmm. Like I'll there's times where I'll even like come home and be like I need a multivitamin like now, <laughs> um, just because like you're so deprived of. Your nutrients. Um, then, yeah, exactly. So like getting a multivitamin, even though it might be overkill in, the, in that particular instance, like taking a couple of multivitamins, my body's just going to like pee out whatever I don't need. So like, mm-hmm. why not take a couple days worth at one time and like let my body decide what it wants and what it doesn't want. Like it, they're so cheap that like, that's so for me, like that's a really good like hack that I'll give people when they're like, Oh, I'm going to go drink. What should I do? Take a multivitamin right before. And in the morning when you wake up and drink a bunch of water and maybe a Gatorade yeah, I, or one of these things you gave me liquid. <laughs> <IV>. <laughs> that I, I never really thought about that. That's a good idea. Yeah. And it, it, it's crazy. It works like, because you're putting micronutrients in your body to fill the gaps first. So that way your body, like your brain cells, stuff like that, your blood cells aren't necessarily absorbing as much of the alcohol because they're full. Right. So then you drink the alcohol, you still get like, it's still toxic to your body, mm-hmm. but not as much as getting absorbed and you're metabolizing it a little bit faster because your, your micronutrients are full. So then from there, it just basically gets out of your body a little quicker. And then you feel a little better the next day, take another multivitamin in the morning to kind of fill those gaps again and kind of reset. And then for like, what I always suggest to people is if you know, you're going to drink, like know that the next couple of days afterwards, you're probably going to be a little heavier yep. and also like get back on your diet and stay tight to it for at least one to two days. Cause that's going to help flush everything out faster. It's all about discipline. Yeah. A lot of people believe or not believe, but you know, a lot of people think that, you know, if you're on a diet, you can't drink, you can't do all these things. But like, you know, like you just said, you know, if you, if you plan for it yeah. then you're, you can still enjoy these things. Yeah, for sure. There's no reason that like, now, unless you're like deciding not to drink or whatever for like personal reasons or like maybe like I have an addictive personality. So like I got to watch myself with any decision that I make. Like, <laughs> like, is this, am I sure that I want to do this? Like, I know I'm careful with it, but like still like you need to be careful. Mm-hmm. But that said, like, yeah, you could say, all right, we're going to a wedding this weekend. Like we have weddings the next three weekends. I'll probably end up having a couple drinks at each one. But like the rest of the week has been super tight. So like this whole week I've been really tight and I will be tight between Monday and Friday again because of the next wedding's on Saturday and then I got a two week break and do it all over again for one week. So, um, but yeah, so I would just, it's, it's all about, like you said, being consistent and being disciplined. Yeah. Um, so what is your future goals for this gym? So my for redemption goals for the gym are, it's, it's interesting that you ask because with COVID it, things are still kind of weird. Like how did, I'm sorry, how did that work with COVID? Oh yeah. Let's back all the way up. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> we'll get to like where I think we might be going, but okay. you know, <clears throat> excuse me with, with COVID when COVID first hit, we, so luckily I had already had an online business, right? So I already personally have worked with people online. I have like done nutrition and at home workouts for them. Um, so we had a system already in place 
So it was basically just like more or less flipping a switch, putting all of our members from um, in person to in little pods with coaches online. And we did Zoom calls with every client. We scheduled them at least every week where it was a 20 to 30 minute call where we just talk about how's it going, how's your food? Because here's the thing, the at-home training is not about your workouts. I don't care what you do to train. It's about what it's you do It's 100% about what you eat and how you treat yourself, how you talk to yourself. Um, so that's really what we focused on was um, that type of stuff. And like, to be honest, we had some problems, not problems. We had some struggles with our, some of our coaches, like understanding that it's very different online versus in person. Like in person is all about the fitness and creating a fun environment. Mm -hmm. Online is all about not tolerating the BS, like trying to cut right to the core of like, why are you eating bad? Like what, like, or why aren't you working out? Like, and that, that sounds kind of aggressive and like almost abrasive, but it's not like the way we go about it is very like conversation, just like this. Like we just get Mm -hmm. deeper and deeper into like, Oh man. Well, and eventually it comes out. Like my mom used to lock the cabinets so I couldn't eat food. Like, (laughs) and it's just like, Oh, okay. Well, like that's why, yeah, that's why you eat whatever you can. Cause you, when you were six, you didn't know when you were going to get to eat next. So like, it's just about connecting the dots for people and helping them. Like, like really like what I've found is you have to, have the person, the client be the one that tells you like, this is what the problem is. Right. But you're just there to facilitate them. You're just the GPS, right? Like, I mean, it's kind of the same thing as like AA or something. You yeah. Know, you kind of have to admit that you have an issue yeah. before you, you really do mm-hmm. anything about it. 100%. And that's why, like, I think there are so many parallels there too. Like between like, like people with addictive personalities love CrossFit. Oh, yeah. uh, because <laughs> it, it just gives you that like endorphin high right away. Um, it, you know, it gives you something to work towards. It gives you, um, like very noticeable results, especially if you're like relatively in shape, like you will mm-hmm. go from not very strong and not moving very well to moving pretty good and getting very strong and seeing really good progress, like pretty fast. Right. Um, that, that process is a little bit slower if you're not in like decent shape coming in, but you can, we can still get you there fast, but yeah. So anyway, um, with COVID we flipped to online. Um, and then in June, of last year. So like in May, like let's back up to like this time last year, like maybe a couple of weeks ago, but basically about mm-hmm. a year ago, um, I was like, this is stupid. Like we're opening the gym. Like not that COVID's not real, not that there's not stuff actually going on, but like I didn't get any funding from anything. I got denied for everything. Wow. Um, I told my coaches, you know, when, we, when everything shut down, I was like, guys, I, I have no desire to take your money or your job away from you. So I'm going to continue to pay you but we need to continue to provide a service. And that's what we were doing online. But three months later, or two months later, you're forced to shut down. People start dropping off um, uh, because it's not the same. It's not what you pay for, right? You don't pay for an online business. And we're told 14 days. So all of our members are like, sweet, like we'll, we'll rock this out. And it's like, okay, another 14 days. Like, all right, we'll do this again. Like one more time. Here we go again. We're extending it again. So now we're, you know, six weeks into the 14 day shutdown and here we are like facing like five or six cancellations a day for a couple wow. weeks, not a couple weeks. We lost about 40 members in a month. I was, and that was wow. super hard. Um, so just, and just because it wasn't the same product, like there's no ill will towards any of those people. And some of them have come back since we're open again. Well, I'm sure some of those people are probably like, well, you know, we're not, we're not able to go to the gym. So just cancel our membership. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to pay for it. Yeah. And like a lot of people weren't doing the online workouts. Like, and that's because they didn't pay for that. They didn't sign up for that. It's not what they wanted, right? And so right. 
I decided in May, this is when we found Level Method 2, that we were going to reopen in June with Level Method and a couple other things, that would, changes that we made. We had boxes for everybody, 12 by 12 or 10 by 10, I can't remember, with six feet in between the boxes. So like tons of space. Like we had four people at a time inside of a 2,500 square foot facility. Wow. Like it was ridiculous. Well, here comes the sheriff knocking on the door telling us we got to shut down. And I mean, I get it. He's doing his job. Like Ingham County Sheriff, like... I'm not mad, not mad at them now. Like I, I was frustrated, but I was never like upset with them. They're just doing what they're told. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, well I call them like, what can I do? Like, what am I allowed to do? There's zero guidelines for gyms. There's no one working towards this. Like, why can't I set up our gym in a way that makes sense with guidelines that you guys approve? Like, no, nothing. They won't, they, like the sheriff's office wouldn't do anything. It. No, none, nothing. So they're like, well, you're going to need to contact the health department. You're going to need to contact, um, uh, the governor's office. Um, so I called the health department, asked them like, Hey, what can we do? Basically same, you know, same story. Um, governor's office or sorry, health department says you got to call the governor's office, call the governor's office. Uh, you're going to have to call the sheriff and see what they're actually enforcing. I'm like, well, I have a cease and desist from the sheriff telling me that you guys are the ones that are enforcing this. So I just got tossed in a circle for a couple of days. Actually, like probably my most watched and shared video ever on Facebook was me explaining the day that I called all of these places. And I physically went to them and they wouldn't even talk to me because you know, oh, we can't be, have you in here because of COVID. And I'm like, dude, come on. Like I'm trying to run my business. I have two kids. I have 10 staff, 11 staff, whatever it is. And like, I'm trying to not have people lose their jobs. I'm trying to feed my family. Like I've got people that are reliant on us to help them be healthy and, and like physically active. And like, you're saying that that's, what's going to help us fight off this disease or this, this sickness, but you're not allowing me to help with that really. And so, and there was no talk of anybody being healthy. Zero, whatsoever. zero. And so I, I like made a big deal about it on Facebook and it got like 10 or 11,000 views. And then it got taken off of Facebook. No way. Yeah. It got taken off of Facebook. Um, I put it back up. So it's, it's back up now, but like okay. it was a live video, had like a hundred some shares, like 10 or 11,000 views. And then it got pulled down. And ever since then, like my views and everything on anything I do has been absolutely throttled. Like no one sees it. Your shadow um, band. A hundred percent, dude. Like wow. I, my, my live videos now, I have like 3,500 friends on Facebook. I use that for like organic marketing. I'm not bragging with how popular <laughs> I am. I only have like two <laughs> real friends, uh, but like I use Facebook for organic marketing and just messaging people and like letting people see what we're doing and then reach out. Okay. Um, but I'll, I'll have a live video that'll get like 50, 60 views. That's it. Um, wow. so it's crazy. And like, I've been pretty vocal about like my thoughts on COVID and my thoughts on the way it's been handled, particularly that, like the way the, mm-hmm. we just don't have the choice. It has nothing to do with the severity of it. I do believe it's a serious thing that could seriously cause damage to people. But if you're unhealthy, correct. Um, and I'm not, right. <laughs> I just, I just got a bunch of blood work done and I'm like green and everything. Like, yeah. so I have no reason really to fear being out in public and being around people. And that's why, like initially when we were talking about this, like we could do zoom or in person. I'm like in person, I hate zoom. Like I only do zoom cause I have to for something. Yeah, it's like same here. That's the only reason why I did the zoom. Podcast. Yeah. So, so anyway, like we opened up in June, we got told we were not allowed to operate in July. Um, like this was like, we opened, we worked for about a month in June without any problems. Um, but you can clearly see our gym from the McDonald's drive through. And I'm pretty sure that either them or our neighbor who uh, will remain unnamed, um, called the police on us. And so I had like a handful of cease and desist letters from various government offices that couldn't answer any questions. So that was fun. Um, we just started working out in the parking lot. Landlord said, you can't do that. I was like, well, I can't work out in the parking lot. 
Governor says I can't work out inside and nobody has any answers for me. So what are we doing here? He's like, well, I'll let you out of your lease. It's like, okay. Uh-huh. So we found a building right across the street. It was like a blessing in disguise. Right. And so, um, a little bit less rent, a little bit more space. Um, utilities are a little bit more, so it washes out, but, um, it, it's perfect. Like it's a really good, I wouldn't say it's perfect. It's a really good location. It's as close as we could get to where we were with, mm-hmm. with what we needed. Um, and it's really been a blessing in disguise for us. Like our, generally speaking, like we love the space. It works really well. Um, <clears throat> so that's really how we handled COVID. We've been open since September. Um, we've shut down two times because of like confirmed exposures at the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in November and then March, late March, early April, um, we shut down for a week, both of those times, both basically both the times the cases spiked. Um, we had for sure one person get COVID at the gym. Um, uh, there's a couple other people that got exposed in other places, but like, I'm not going to sit here and say like, it doesn't happen. It's going to happen. Right. right? Yep. Like if you own a business, like you run the risk and like for us, we've been very open with everybody since September, since, well, really since June, but since September, when we opened up indoors mm-hmm. straight up, I told all of our members, like you can come in, you can wear a mask. You cannot wear a mask. I do not care. Like you're an adult, make your own decisions. Like this is still the United States as far as I know. Mm-hmm. So like you got the choice and we don't like you rarely see people with masks on in the gym and we don't, it's not like they're getting ostracized if they do. Right. It's just like yeah. Pete, like I've had so many people tell me like, I like I'm taking a risk because this feels normal. And like, I, I this is the only place that I feel normal. And so like, that's worth it to me. Right. Um, and I, I've fallen on many, many swords over the last year. Um, been called a lot of really fun names on the internet. Um, and it do is you, what it is. Do you lose any members over this? Um, not really. No, a couple. I mean, I guess I, over what exactly over kind of going against regulations no. and staying open. I mean, you still kind of did specifically, no, specifically that. No, but like the way that like, I'll talk about what I believe. Right. Yeah, for right. sure. Um, whether it be faith or COVID or whatever, like, yeah, we've had people that leave is just conflict of personality. Right. Like, right. I believe one thing you believe another thing. If we don't have some common ground, like that's going to be really hard for you to stay. Right. Um, and if there's a fundamental disagreement, like it just is what it is. So, I mean, and I've been pretty open with that. I think like just telling, like not telling, but just being me mm-hmm. and allowing people that want to be a part of what we got going on, be a part of what we have going on. Yeah. Um, and if they don't want to, like, it's okay. Like I still love you. I'll still support you. Um, but like I, I'll get unfriended by people that I've poured my heart out into because we disagree over something stupid. Uh, that just, sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Like I, I'll never, I, I never, I've, I've blocked, I think one person in my life and unfriended maybe one or two because like, I don't like, I don't, why? Like, right. I mean, <laughs> we can so, have a difference of opinion. You can go right. to a different gym and not, it doesn't hurt my feelings. Like yep. it just wasn't a good fit. Go to planet fitness. That's fine. Go to CrossFit <laughs> down the street. I don't care. Yep. Like I just want you to be healthy and active. So yeah. So through COVID it's been tough. Like we've, you know, there's, and all the other political stuff too. Like there's so much, right. And we can go down so many rabbit holes of mm-hmm. that. Um, and I really like just, it's been hard on my wife and I just because we just want people to be happy and healthy and just think for themselves. Right. And like over the last year, like we've, it's been really hard to be healthy. We've been locked in our house. So it's really hard to be happy and we're being basically told exactly what to do. And like, you just saw, I mean, so my opinion on this is you just see that with the CDC dropping the whole, well, if you're vaccinated, you can take your mask off thing. Like I haven't worn a mask since June and I've had zero COVID. Like I've been exposed a handful of times with nothing. That doesn't mean that maybe I have a really good immune system because I eat healthy and take care of myself. Maybe not, but take vitamins. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it's, and like I said, it doesn't mean it's not real. It's just one of those things where like, I like for me, it's like a calculated risk. Like, I'm in a really good age group. 
I take care of my body. Yeah. It's got a really high survival rate and like, it's not that bad for people in my age group that aren't healthy that do get it. Right. So like yeah. for people that are older, people that are like, they like, absolutely be more careful for sure. But like for me, like I'll get the flu and it'll probably have very similar symptoms. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean it won't be bad again. Like, I don't know. Uh, we went down a rabbit hole there and <laughs> probably right. pissed some people off. Made, <laughs> sorry, made some people mad. But. <laughs> well, that's okay. So I got COVID um, back in October. My oh, whole, did you? My whole family got okay. it. Okay. And uh, I uh, was training for that 50-mile run. Oh, uh, yeah, you told me about that. And Why would you do that? I know, right? <laughs> I felt healthy. I was I, I was healthy. I was eating you know, a good diet, yeah. taking vitamins, taking all my supplements, you know, whatever. But because I was running so much, my immune system was taxed. Yeah. And when I was buying a new vehicle, the guy, he was kind of standing right here. Yeah. You know, like I was sitting like in, in the, your face, in my face, <laughs> kind of explaining how things work in the truck. And uh, I'm assuming I got it from him. Okay. Because I had no mask on. He had no mask on. Right. And uh, dude, it, it sucked. Getting, yeah. go, getting COVID sucked. Yeah. But I completely agree with you. You know, if you're not healthy, you don't take care of yourself. It's going to be all it's, harder It's a on risk you. You, you have to take. Anything's going to be harder on you. The yeah. common cold's going to be worse for yeah. you. The flu's going to be, you know, strep. Like, yeah. That's not going to be fun. Just the healthier you are, the better you are, you know, right. better off you are. Right. And, then, and like I said, doesn't mean you're not going to get it. Doesn't mean I'm not going to get it. Right. You got it. You're healthy. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's weird. It's one. And it's so, the thing that's crazy is it's so politicized. Why? <laughs> like, why can't we have this conversation? I mean, we can, I think. Like, right. why can yeah. we can have this conversation <laughs> just fine? But like you go talk to somebody else or you post your thoughts on Facebook and mm-hmm. all of a sudden like you're this terrible, like sexist, racist, whatever you want to call it, xenophobic, like right. whatever, like because you think that people should have the choice to wear a mask or not. Like just, this has nothing to do with any of those other just things. Just because you believe in freedom, they <laughs> right. want to they want to label you as like a this complete like right wing right. person. Right. You know. And I mean and maybe you are, maybe you're not. Like right, exactly. it doesn't matter. It doesn't like, matter. It has nothing to do with politics and everything to do with the fact that like you should just be allowed to make a choice. Right. You should be free. Right. It's America. Yeah. <laughs> so, for now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so getting back to your goals for the gym. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I, I, <laughs> dude, I can talk about whatever you want for random times, but no, like, I have my brain goes all over the place. So goals for the gym is um, you know, to continue to provide an environment for people that want to be a part of it. Um, that want to be healthy and that want to have a good time when they exercise. Um, and ultimately for us, like what that looks like right now is large group fitness. Um, it's like large being 12. It's just, it's not like, that's not a, um, super ideal number in the space that we're in. Like the space is perfect for like a 15 to 20 person class. Like, um, we could do that. I'm going to say super easy. I think I went (laughs) dying over here. Um, we could do like 15 to 20 people relatively easily. Okay. Um, but like, I don't know for me, I love like the smaller group stuff. Like I I think like six to 10 is like ideal. You can Um, talk to people. Yeah. You can be very relational with people. Like you get better coaching. Like you can pay more attention to just them in general. Mm -hmm. Like it's a lot easier to talk to everybody. Um, And in those smaller groups, usually like not right now because of COVID, we have smaller groups and they're paying the normal rate. But like usually like in the past, we've done like two and three for a a lot more because it's basically personal training. Right. Um, So I don't know, like my goals for the gym is to leave it as is right now. Um, It's working. Yeah. But you don't have to break something that's not like or fix something that's not broken. Right. Right. But at the same time, like you know, uh, what is going to provide the best way for our members to get results. And that's always what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that doesn't mean that it's always going to stay the way it is. Like if you would have came to our gym 18 months ago and said, Dan, what's your gym going to look like in 
you know, May of 2021, it would not be what it is right now. Um, and it's just, we're playing the cards that were dealt. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big part of like, just where we are as a society in general. Like you get dealt a card that you don't like, like, Hey, you got to deal with that. Um, and maybe you don't like it, but you don't really have a choice. So like you can either face it or you can just be, allow it to cripple you. And I think that goes for so many areas of life and not even, not just business, not just fitness, but like in any area, right? Mm -hmm. Like if, if something happens to you, like you can, first of all, like it happened and you have to confront it one way or another, because either you're going to confront it by locking it away somewhere and it's just going to eat away at you and it's going to cause you down the or it might cause you to go down the road of like drinking or drugs or falling into some area that you don't want to be right. or or it could lead you to a place that is a massive breakthrough and huge growth and that's where we like myself and my wife have been for the last like six to eight months just like huge steps of growth in like spiritual life particularly but like in our relationship relationship with our kids like business relationships like i've created so many really good relationships with people around town and like around the country even with in different industries and it's just opened a lot of really cool doors for us so just mm -hmm. seeing where god's taken us through that kind of stuff has been really fun that's cool yeah i like that you believe in god and that you swear still <laughs> I, so i try really hard not to um I, so I, it's funny that you say that because like i i've ever heard of the bad christian podcast and no, I haven't. I think you would like it. Um, I think you would particularly like the older stuff. Their newer stuff is a lot way out there. It's basically like not about God anymore at all. Okay. Um, their earlier stuff was how like you can still be a Christian and like slip up and drop an F-bomb here and there. Now, recently, I'm going through a discipleship book with a friend of mine. Um, and uh, I've just been really convicted about that, actually. Um, about like what I say, it matters, right? Mm -hmm. Because it says in a few places in the Bible, and I don't know where they are, but it says in the Bible, like you don't don't be the reason somebody trips up. Basically, um, don't like don't conform to the way it says in Romans, don't conform to the way of the world, right? So for me, like that's been my conviction. It's not what I say so much as like I'm by myself playing video games. Like I play Rocket League, I'm really bad, but like someone scores on me, I get mad, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, like it happens, right? Like right. I, it'll slip out and, and even then by myself, I catch it, I'm like, nope, like choose five different words real quick and say them. Like, mm -hmm. and, and I, it's something I've been doing to like train myself, if you will, to like stop using certain words. But like that, if I'm in an environment with people that are like just getting to know the gospel, right? Just, just met Jesus, right? They're like, like literally just started going to church and like they're just fresh out of like an environment where that's where like, and they, and they feel convicted by it. Maybe I don't, maybe it's not something I struggle with, but if I start letting that fly and they, they hear it, it's going to be so easy to go back to. It's just like if you're a recovering alcoholic and I throw a beer at you, like, and it's, it's going to be a lot easier for you to crack that open and lead you down a dark path right. where like, I would just prefer to not. Right. And, and so like, to that note, like, yeah, like absolutely. Can you be saved and swear for sure? hundred percent. But like, <laughs> like bad Christian was kind of founded on that, right? Like going against all the stigmas of the church. And I love that podcast is great. I really do like it. You should check it out. I have to check it um, out. My, my brother also has a podcast. Okay. Um, it's called the church split. Yeah. And you were oh, talking about church splits dude, earlier. Let, give me on that one. That'd be so fun. Cause like, I'll get you on that one. Our, um, our church. So I went to, I grew up going to Cedar street church. Uh, I don't okay. know if you know where that is, but it's like sounds round, familiar roundabout on Cedar street. And so I, you know, I have my experience, right? Um, basically spiritual abuse from the head pastor. It was a pastor-led church, not an elder-led church. So there's a massive red flag for me. I will never go to a pastor-led church again because he has all the decisions and all the power, right? And mm -hmm. so that's that's how I grew up. Yeah, and, and that can be really good, but it can also be really bad. Yeah. Um, 
and it, it was very bad when it split. Like we had, I mean, it was probably a 250 person church and it split basically right down the middle. Um, and I was part of a group that planted a church called compass church now. Um, and they meet now in Mason, but, okay. um, awesome people like that pastor married my wife and I, um, but like, I just couldn't be a part of it. Um, and I believe that the church fundamentally just does not do great. Mm-hmm. Um, but what kind of church is it? The, which one? The church, the uh, Cedar Street Comp- church was a Baptist church. Um, okay. and I believe compass is also, I think they're on the North in the North American mission board, um, okay. which is basically Southern Baptist more or less. Okay. Um, but it's a lot more like, um, modern, if okay. you will. Contemporary. So like, yeah. 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 Um, and the church that we go to now is it's called the commons. Um, and we love it. Like we've, I've experienced, like I said, so much growth. Mm-hmm. Um, the connection group that we're in is amazing. Um, like very open people sharing what they are experiencing and not, it's not all these unspoken prayer requests. Like that was my biggest pet peeve. Like that <laughs> is one of my biggest pet peeves in small group. Right. right. Cause there's like 10 people you're supposed to be sharing your life with and growing closer to God. And like, going through struggles with but mm-hmm. like i sit down with you and we get to know each other and i'm like dude i just got an unspoken prayer request you're just gonna be like dude what are you talking about like <laughs> like can't you just say what it is like, right, right and some there's times and places right but like yep. every week it was three or four people i got an unspoken prayer request i was like i can't do this anymore <laughs> so my wife and i when we started going when we went to our the first connection group the first week we went um somebody was talking about like infertility problems and struggling with that and like start crying over zoom like oh, and i was like man like this is <laughs> deep yeah and i was like this is awesome like it sucks that that's happening yeah. but it's like really encouraging that like over zoom that's the fostered community mm-hmm. right and so since we started going to that church like we've seen it grow like we've seen really cool things happen like we've seen somebody literally die and come back to life like this girl died and like was basically pronounced dead um, when the ambulance showed up like brain like dead for eight minutes like organs should be failing wow and i we did not go to church that weekend but the weekend that that we weren't in town but the weekend that that happened like the church got on their knees and prayed for her like she was in the hospital like they got her heartbeat back like she was okay but the doctors basically said like look things are not looking good like she's gonna probably survive but she's gonna have brain damage She's going to have all this other stuff. Like she's going to have to learn how to walk, how to talk. Like, dude, I played in the band with her like 11 days later, whatever it was. What? And she led worship. Yeah. So wow. like we've seen some crazy stuff happen and it's not like, it's not a charismatic church. Like you hear that and you're like, oh, it's Bethel. Like, right. Like, oh, it's one of these places where like people are slain in the spirit. And like, you got people rolling around on the floor and like painting pictures on stage while the music's playing. Like, it's not like that. It's a very normal church, like very normal looking church. But one thing that I think that a lot of people sleep on in, in, in the Christian world is the Holy Spirit. Like we give so much power and authority. Like I don't, I don't even want to say we do that because we really don't. But like we allow God and Jesus to have their place. But like we don't have time for the Holy Spirit to like do things in our life. And that's where like there's been so much growth, man, in our life is like allowing God and allowing. Like, I keep saying God, right? Because that's where I'm, I was raised that way, where it's just God. It's only God. But there's these other two things. They're all equal, but it's just God. Uh, but so like allowing like the Holy Spirit to like open doors of opportunity. There was a perfect example of this the other day at my gym. I had a four person class and three of them didn't show up. One lady did. And we basically spent an hour and a half talking about God, talking about what she's struggling with at her current church, what things that she struggled with through COVID, like, and just like both of us were like in tears multiple times. And she's a really good friend of mine. She played in my band at the church that we used to go to. Um, but just like, like I, I genuinely pray every day for God to like open doors for me to talk to people about him and about 
like their walk or their spiritual beliefs or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't believe that that was an accident that no one else showed up. Nobody ever no shows the, our barbell class. Like that's <laughs> one of our like most fan favorite bar, our, like favorite classes. And the three people that didn't show up, like never don't come to class when they reserve, but they didn't. And it was just her. And I was like, this is so crazy. And that morning, my discipleship meeting got canceled too. So like, I was like, God just kind of like shut everything down in my life. So I had not had to, but so I had the time to stay there. Mm-hmm. And then this conversation happened and it was like way longer than it should have been. Like she was late to work because we, we, oh, we didn't realize what time it was. And it's just really cool. Like, like <clears throat> when you allow God to do things in your life, like he, he will. Mm-hmm. And you'll start to see it the more you look for it, right? And so I don't know like how like much you believe in God or where you are in your walk and your spiritual journey, but like I would encourage anyone who's listening or you to like really just lean into that. Like you feel like God might be pushing you in one direction. Like I would argue like if you take a step in the direction you're being pushed, like you will be shocked. I believe it was like where where that's gonna go, because I never thought, I never thought that I would be in a place that sees things that happen like what like in acts like we're going through acts as a church and like just seeing like people like me who grew up in church like realize that like i've never really i've been saved but i've never really like experienced god experienced the holy spirit like in my life and the transition that happens when you actually put your faith and power in that and i think there's a reason that paul ends up in all of these churches when he goes to them in these different cities first he goes to the synagogue first and preaches to the Jews for like months. <laughs> and then the pastors come, or like the elders come to faith. And then they plant a church that believes in the power of Jesus and, and, and God. And, and it just transforms a city like Corinth or Rome or wherever. So it's, yeah, it's just crazy. And I could talk about that, like what things God has done for a whole nother episode of your podcast. <laughs> but I won't, I won't do that. But well, we, we got to get you out here. Out what here. time is it? It's 2.36. Oh, yeah. I got, I got like 10 minutes. If you, we can keep going if you want. Yeah, or we can keep, wrap it up. Um, I got like a 10-minute drive home. So. <laughs> okay. Cool. So, um, so you're obviously pretty big in the church now. Uh, have you always gone to church? Yes. I grew up in church. I grew up going to Cedar street church. Like literally my mom and dad moved from Philly. Um, they, so they moved from Philadelphia to Lansing when Mm -hmm. my grandparents moved here and, uh, they started going to Cedar street and my mom was pregnant with me at the time. So like, I've literally like was basically born at that church. I went there for like 22 years before the church split happened. Um, and then we, basically jumped right to Riv. When we lived in Philly, we went to a diff- another church also. And then we went right to Riv when we moved back because the church split happened. And then with COVID, I, I didn't love the way that things were being handled. Like there was mm-hmm. nothing offered in person at all. And like, unfortunately for me, like the Zoom stuff, the Facebook Live sermon just did not work. Like right, I, you two, can, I got two young, you know, I have two yeah. young kids. You have two young kids. It's not easy <laughs> to right. pay attention to anything at yeah. your house, let alone like <laughs> an hour and a half or an hour long sermon or whatever. So um, we ended up just going to this new church to like just go somewhere in person. We were going to go back to Riverview, but um, it ended up just for us working out where um, God, we really felt called to this new church. Uh, it's a college based, like multi-generational church in college towns is, is the main focus of our, our whole network. And I love that. I think it's really cool. That is cool. Um, so we ended up, we decided to stay. Um, and like, it's, it's it was a very small, not very small, it's probably 150 people when we started. It's about 250-ish now. Okay. Um, wow. We just got a building in Okemos. And so, yeah, like it's, it's, I've always been a part of churches. That's right across the street from Meyer, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. they used to be a Baptist church, right? First Baptist church of Okemos. Yeah. They, so here's another really cool Holy Spirit God story, right? Like church plants specifically in this network that we're a part of don't usually get 
uh, buildings very soon. Like some of them do, like some of them two or three years or whatever. But mm-hmm. most of them, like there's the, the first church plant. It was like I think the, the our lead pastor told me it was like eight or ten years or something. They've been a mobile church, setting up and tearing down every Sunday in various places all over wow. town. Um, they just got a building. <laughs> so our church is like two months old um, and, wow. or sorry, two years old, excuse me, two years, okay. a little over two years old or a little under, I don't know, somewhere around there. And we just got given a building, essentially. They sold wow. the church to us for like a dollar, I think. Um, I keep saying us, like, and it's weird because like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I just, it's it's part of the language, I believe, like, when CrossFit, it's like, oh, you come to our gym. Like, it's mm-hmm. not my gym. It's our gym. Right. Like, and so that's just me. Like, It's a community. Yeah, and the church is a community, right? And I, and I believe that you should be bought into the church that you're a part of or the community that you're a part of because you want to make sure that you are vested, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, my wife and I will say, like, we'll catch ourselves all the time. Like, oh, when, when they get into their new building. I said, no, when we get into the new building because, like, we're a part of that, right? So, anyway, like, just got a new building. But, but in November-ish, so I don't know the exact time frame, but, like, October, late October, early November, one of the elders from First Baptist Church, like just, I guess, showed up at our church one day and our lead pastor, I don't think was preaching or he somehow got connected with this guy and he said, hey, want to meet with you and basically told him like, are, we have a, a more or less dying church. Um, it's a generally older crowd um, mm-hmm. and we're not really attracting new people and we have a building and we want to see if it would work out for us to give it to you. And so wow. here we are like six, seven months later and we're going to have our first service there on June 6th. And I, I was in there the other night and it was just incredible. Like I can't imagine what these, this 56 or 54 people that moved up from Iowa um, wow. to plant this church like two years ago now to see two, 300 people and like have a building and just see all the really incredible stuff God has done like that, that like, just the building alone is just such a God move thing that like you couldn't, like you couldn't draw that up to happen. And it just mm-hmm. did. Um, and I just do believe that like, I, I've read something on the way over here where it's like, you know, God is going to move in areas that we want that not necessarily that we want him to move, but areas that we allow him to move through us. And I said something like that earlier, but like if we, if, if I'm sitting here in this conversation and, a door gets open and I don't lean into it. Like God's not going to be able to utilize this conversation where we could, where maybe now like we're 30 minutes into a conversation about God that wasn't, I don't think was intended, but like, here we are. Right. Right. Um, and it's, I just, I intentionally look for it, man. Like I really do at this point, like it's just become something that's impacted me so much over the last eight months, just this massive growth that I've had. And I've had people tell me I'm crazy. Like, <laughs> I'm like, maybe I am a little bit crazy, but like, I'm, I don't think I am. Like I'm a general, genuine, genuine person. Like I have a Seemed wife pretty and cool couple to me. kids. Like <laughs> he has tattoos. Yeah. I've got He's a, not a whole crazy. sleeve of tattoos. I got my chest done. Like <laughs> I'd swear sometimes like I like, I like tequila. Like I'm just a normal guy. Right. But like, but I'm a normal guy that like God just pulled out of a mess eight months ago. Dude, I was further away from God than I have been since I got like rededicated or whatever you want to call it when I was 21 mm-hmm. or 20. Um, right before my wife and I started talking, that's a funny story, but, um, yeah. So I want to hear it. Yeah. But my, I, this might have to be my last story, but, okay. um, so I grew up in church, like got saved at VBS, just like everybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, all your friends raise your hand. So, so do you. Went to a youth minute, a youth event when I was like 14, um, came home and realized that like, I think God actually moved in my life at that point. Cause I felt different. Like I acted different. I talked differently to my parents, like way more respectful anyway. So I believe that's when I was actually saved. Well, two or three weeks later, my parents told us they were getting divorced. Well, I guess it was like a year, maybe later. I don't know. It was, I was 16 when my parents got divorced and it was, I was 14 or 15 when I got saved. So yeah, it was about a year later. Um, but 
my parents told us they were going to get divorced and that led to me not wanting to go to church or do anything else. Like I really wasn't plugged in at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kept going because of my mom. Uh, my mom was very involved at the church and my mom was very cons- consistent with me and my sisters about like, Hey, when you're with me, like we're going to go to church and, Did, and I, gr- and I grew you, up in the you church. were involved as well. Yeah. Yeah. We went to youth group and all that stuff. Like, I, okay. I, and I love, I liked the people there, but I had no desire to like talk to God. Like, like you're kind of, you're kind of going through the motions. Yeah. God let my family get divorced. Right. That's, I think that's a very, uh, typical, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like very typical response that people have to bad situations, right? Someone mm-hmm. dies, your family yeah. gets divorced, you lose your job. Like, why did God let this happen? Like looking back on it, like it was such an act of God that my parents did get divorced. Cause it was <laughs> really good for both of them, I think. Um, but, and it taught me a lot too. But, um, so when I was, when I went, I was basically not involved in church at all. I just drank a little bit in high school, um, smoked a little bit of weed starting in high school, not much, but then in college, like I'm out from mom's wing, right out from dad's wing too. My dad was still in the picture. He never left the picture, but like I, I could get away with a little bit more at my mom's house. Cause my mom is amazing. She's such a nice person, but she doesn't want to make you upset. So like I could drink there. I could not drink at my dad's. I would not be able to get away with it. But <laughs> so I had like a dresser full of beer cans at my mom's house that she found. And she's like, what is this? Like, I don't know. But, <laughs> um, so anyway, when I went to college, I ended up falling into a lot of alcohol, a lot of drugs, um, came back and kept down that road for another six months or so. And it was like February and my mom and dad had both moved since I moved away. Um, and my sisters had their own bedrooms, but I didn't. So I floated opposite of my sisters to my parents' house and just slept in, uh, whatever bed was open or on the couch or playing video games and just pass out watching a movie or whatever. Um, and I remember one night and it wasn't an audible conversation, but I remember one night like praying basically, and just talking to God and being like, it's basically one of these like dude like help me like i'm i'm not in a good place it's a plea yeah and and i very specifically remember and would not recommend saying more or less like all right you know that my my heart's desire is like lust is sexual sin like that's and it, that's like been my struggle like my whole life um was sexual sin and in college like i just like let go of everything i did not care at all i was so reckless in every avenue of my life and at that time I, I wasn't, I was just got out of a relationship that wasn't good. I, she cheated on me with a couple of different people and I found out about it. I was not in a good spot and I was like, all right, God, like I'm going to turn back, but like I need a wife. Like, and that's basically like more or less what I said. Um, and like, dude, not kidding. Like two to three, two or three days later, like I ended up, I was selling supplements at the time, like through a direct sales company. I ended up at my wife now's house cause she qualified for a CrossFit competition and wanted some mm. supplements. Well, eight and a half hours later at 6 a.m., we just had talked through the entire night and I left and I called my best friend and I said, dude, I'm pretty sure I just left my wife's house, like my future <laughs> wife's house and uh, bought a ring like two weeks later. I talked to her parents and we got engaged like four weeks after six weeks after we started talking, wow. not even dating, talking. Um, we got married a year later and like it's wow. been it's been a wild ride since then of just like growth spiritually for both of us. But like. Yeah, like that's so in September after COVID, like I was, we were my, we were both me more than her. We're drinking every day, like uh, just not in a good spot, dude. And mm-hmm. like really struggling and like no help from the church and minimal help from like the band I was in at the church. And like, I love those guys and I don't mean anything negative. If any of them are listening, like I love them. But I was in a really bad spot and had no one to like back into no one to like lean on at the time. So we started going to this this church and like 
it just like right away it felt like, oh man, this is like just what I need. Like I just need to be around people. Mm-hmm. And then I got to the point that like, oh, we're going to connection group. Like I can share what I'm struggling with. And then I got to the point that now I'm being discipled. And now I'm being showed like, what does it look like to follow Jesus? And what does it look like to really believe that he can do the things that he is doing? Not that he did in the Bible, right? But that he is doing now. And opening my eyes to see some of the stuff that's going on versus just like, being like, ah, that doesn't happen anymore. Like, I think that that's how we think as like modern day believers, like, oh, you know, all this stuff that he did in Acts and in the New Testament, like that's not still happening. Like, I believe like the doctor, like helping, you know, your grandmother get better from cancer is God working a a miracle. Like Mm -hmm. it is, it's a sickness that gets cured by modern medicine. Like you can say that that's science working, but I'm going to say that that's God using science to heal, to heal whoever. And that, that doesn't always happen, but like, I just think it's really cool. And, and I, I think we don't look for it, but it happens. And when we start looking for it, we realize how much it really does happen around us in various places. And it's just incredible. That's really cool. That's cool. That's a real, real exciting story. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Dude, that's I talked, we talked about so many random things. This is so really fun. I wish we had longer. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I got to go through. I'd love to come back if you want to have me, but yeah, I'd love um, to have you back. Yeah. Um, okay. So we, you literally have to get out of here. It's two forty-seven. <laughs> um, I guess real quick, uh, if, if anybody's struggling with, you know, their, their mental health, uh, their physical health, yeah. What, what would you say to them and what would you recommend? Yeah. So my first thing I would say is to drink more water than you think. I care, like I carry around a half gallon usually of water. I seen that but, you jumped. I was like, what? But, um, like I usually carry around water and I think that that's really important. Like drink, drink water, not like don't put anything in it, like drink water, mm-hmm. just water. Um, it's It helps with so much and your body's yeah. 70% water. You need it. Like you're, you have to have it to live. So drink yeah. more than you think. Um, I do about a gallon a day usually. Uh, I would also say like clean up your diet. Just try to get rid of anything that's like artificial. Um, start with sugar, then go to like flours and stuff like that. Or like, like, you know, flour, gluten, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't like, I, like I said before, I eat whatever I want to, but I figured out that I can, like there's <laughs> certain things I won't eat ground beef, but like, really yeah because it just messes with me um but like just try eating healthier then for everybody that's going to be a little different so you just kind of got to figure out what that looks like and then the most i think i think one of the most important things is just to get physically active that does not mean you need to go and run a marathon every day Mm -hmm. definitely doesn't mean you need to go around 50 miles but (laughs) you can wake up or you can before you go to bed go walk for 10 15 minutes like it's crazy what like putting your phone down and walking your dog with no distractions other than your dog just doing whatever yeah like it's crazy what that does for your your mental sanity like it's just having time and and i believe that that's the time that god can talk like speak to you or Um, just like for instance i my kids have a trampoline yeah so like we'll just go go jump on your trampoline for sure yeah and that doesn't mean you can't be active with other people but i just find a lot of value in being active alone right i really love working out by myself with worship music like it's literally my favorite thing to do um because i just feel so connected to god through worship and then like just that silence of nobody else being there to distract my thought process really i see a lot of growth there real quick do you meditate um so not currently i would i don't like sit and like close my eyes or or look at one thing and meditate but like i I, like i like actively am like praying and reading my bible like for 30 minutes or so a day okay in the morning and then i try to get outside by myself for like 10 to 15 minutes a day yeah but it's not like seated meditation it's more like i would say it's more active meditation but i like i have before and i can it's incredibly valuable i I really like it i just right now i don't do it right it takes a lot of time it's yeah (laughs) um all right. So, 
Um, all right, so wrapping this up, if somebody wants to come to your gym, yeah. they want to get a hold of you, how can they do so? The best way to get a hold of me would be through either Facebook. My name is Daniel Romai. I'm, I'm sure you're going to have it typed somewhere. Yep. Um, or on Instagram, it's Dan Romai, like smushed together. That's the handle. So like either way, I'm on the, both of those. Okay. Or like email is dan at danromai.com. Okay. So those are the best three ways to get a hold of me. And the gym's located where? In Holt, Michigan, um, on the corner of like Willoughby and Aurelius Road. Or right. sorry, Willoughby and Cedar. Okay, cool. So, all right, man. Well, with that, we'll wrap it up. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. I really yeah. appreciate it. It was a good time. Yeah. Enjoy the fun. conversation. I enjoyed it too. Thank you. Yep.